as you were saying, as I was saying before, I pulled the fucking thing out. That Morrison's curry is unbelievable. Super, super hot. Two days after eating it, and I'm still feeling the repercussions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like it's like like I was saying before. I have to repeat it because obviously I think it's a good point. Uh, all these curries which have like you know like one or two or three chilies on mild, medium, hot, and all that. Super. You can have ones. two. You can have two lots of curry, right? Which with the three chili heat things on yeah and one is hot and the other one isn't and it's it's i think it's a big scam sometimes i really do i mean sometimes it, you know if it's just three chilies on it expect it to be around you the want same consistency sort of in your heat yeah yeah i like i like hot curries don't i so yeah. i expect it to be around the same as the one i had before which nearly blew my head off or whatever you well, know what I mean? i've never i've never experienced a curry as hot as this that morrison's curry i like i saying before we don't go to morrison's at all because there's not one around here there's one down the road three miles, four miles. We went there and it had a danger label on it like that. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking danger. I thought, that's just a gimmick. That's yeah, yeah. Fun. It's, it's to sell. It said extreme heat and like, I thought, yeah, that'd be all right. That, that means it's probably going to be a, a reasonably hot supermarket curry. Because oh. like, if you were in a curry house and they said, this is extreme heat, they're mean business. I honestly don't Fun reckon me. it will be as hot as the one I had at the, the pub the other day. The chef's obviously been fucking around. It was on special deal. The reason probably is. Did you know the chef? No, no. Oh right. But it's it's on special deal. This I think it's Jal Fraser or something. And the lady, I said, I'll have a, a Jal Fraser. It's on the specials. It's a bit cheap. And she went, it's, it's like it's really really hot. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And it come over and I've got the chicken and rice and dipped it obviously with the sauce and just put it in my mouth and it felt like some literally got like some nuclear reactor. Yeah. And, you it's know, too hot, isn't it? It was ridiculous, but I reckon that's probably why it was on special. Because in my ch- in that one curry, I had four chilies, like for like big sort of green sort of, you know, like the curry house chili yeah. ones. Yeah, I had four of them in a portion of curry about that big. So fuck. So whoever made it either fucked up or thought fuck this. I'm just going to make the hottest thing in the world. It gets too hot and it becomes doesn't. It's not enjoyable. It, it was enjoyable. It just felt like my face was melting. Doesn't I, it, do you think that when it gets too hot, it actually ruins the enjoyment of eating the dish? No, it doesn't for me. Really? No. This does it ruin the there morning? Is a, there, I suppose there is a it, there is a point, I suppose. But like, um, it's I think I've only ever hit that point once or twice where I've gone, oh my god! But that's only because I've like I've, I'm I'm going to be sick. It's that hot, you know. what I mean that my face is about to explode. I'm going to be sick everywhere, <laughs> and then probably just die on the floor. But there's only that's only any sort of ever happened sort of two times or something to me. Gets well, it gets so hot, God. and then your mouth becomes incri- like so sensitive. Like if you if you think oh, I'm gonna just back off from the beer from the curry for a couple of minutes and just have a beer, beer's it, worse. It beer makes your mouth feel like you're like Jesus fuck. Be- beer actually makes it worse. Yeah, by the way, it does. It sort of spreads it around quicker. So you're like, have oh, a fucking god. Yeah, and then yeah. you got to, and then you got to contend with it the next morning, which is always fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Nice ring of fire. <laughs> ring of fire. It can be a and hazard. It burns, burns, it burns. It can be a hazard. It done off. It can be a hazard, that. It really can, can be. But sometimes, though, you can have a really spicy curry and you can have the shit and there's no no pain, no, like, no, 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 um, no, like, afterburn. Do you get, like, that weird, like, it's the kind afterburn. of quite nice sometimes. It's like a warm <laughs> throbbing. If it's, if it's a cold winter day and you've been and had this, like, turd after a, a curry, you have, like, a, for about five minutes after, you have, like, this warm throbbing around your ring piece. It keeps <laughs> you warm. And you're like, oh. Do you ever get it where, like, you feel it in your stomach, like, after you've eaten it? sitting there like being digested and you're like oh my god this is like hot it's like more acidic than my stomach acid no i've, I've never felt that the only t- the only like i say the only time i've ever felt it really is 
in my mouth, as in the hotness. I don't really feel anything in my stomach, sort of, so to speak. Dead on the inside. Yeah, makes sense. Got a couple of shout-outs. Oh, okay. Spanking fat dog. Well, he's clearly a clothes maker label. Spanking fat dog. I'd have that on a t-shirt, wouldn't you? It would be good, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, spanking yeah. fat dog. Yeah, and just I don't know, just the dog getting spanked by or really, really bad double act comedian double act. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or or you know, people you go, he's a mad dog. You know what I mean? It's like a really shit version of that <laughs> spanking whatever it was, fat dog. Span spanking fat dog. Yeah, <laughs> Chloe Lawler. Chloe Chloe Lawler. Yeah, uh, I'm going. She's a um a low paid dancer, nice. as in like like Why a cabaret. Because she's not very good. <laughs> she's like a cabaret thing, like you know, like on the boats. <coughs> but she gets a free trip around the world on a cruise. So it's a Would you like to go on a cruise? It feels um, like you're sort of stuck to me. I, th- I think I'd go on one, but I think you're right. I think, especially you know, there's going to be some. I don't want to upset people who like cruises, but they're usually quite rich and posh and all old and. And they've got their own ways, and they won't have as much fun as, uh, say, like us, where we might squeeze chilies into our eyes or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll look at us and go... Yeah, we look at them going, look at them all being normal, not squeezing <laughs> yeah, chilies yeah, into yeah, their yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Not What's puking over the side of the boat, trying to dive in out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 to that rock, yeah, gone yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens, man. Where's Gary? I don't know, it doesn't matter. Anyway. That happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, People yeah, lean over yeah, the edge yeah. and fall in, yeah, and they're like, I fell in. Bye. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Launch the boats. It's going to take about a mile to stop this giant boat you're on, even if we fucking put the brakes on now because it's so heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a billion tonnes. That's why you need Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, you need something. That's you what you need. You need. What the cruises need to do is need to be like Aquaman um, when they do the adverts, like um, P&O Cruises. Uh, you know, £1,500, you get to see the Iceland where it's freezing fucking cold or whatever, right? When we have Aquaman on board, so if anyone falls over, you will survive. What they need <laughs> is, what they should have is like um, some sort of bracelet tracking system. Not to track where you are, but if you like, if you fall off, if like when the boats at sea, if anybody moves more than five hundred meters just away from that, the uh, the main, and then you're like, oh, someone's overboard. Just a heart monitor thing. And they go, oh, Gary's dead. Oh well, it's where is he? Then, I don't know. He's, he's not on the boat, so he must be in the water. <laughs> I'm guessing he drowned. Roman Kogan. Roman Kogan. Yeah, I reckon he's um, the a, a um, Hulk Hogan's. Um, Mick take wrestler, you know you have a, what do you call them like, like cover bands? You have like cover bands. <laughs> yeah. It's like so on the British wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. British <laughs> amateur wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's Roman Kogan. Yeah, Roman Kogan. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what I'm going finishing for. move be. Um, so you got that geezer who attacks someone with a sock or something. Have you seen him? It's, it's oh fucking. yeah, when he puts it on, he goes like yeah, and he moves it around. And like, yeah, it, in England, it'd be, they just put a Johnny on their hand. <laughs> Just a used Johnny. I think the best thing would just be a massive wet turd. <laughs> just go out and I think that would definitely put people into submission. Just wiping out on their face. Just a handful of fucking, oh my god, a handful of toilet paper with a Morrison's curry <laughs> in it. <or> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does Jesus Christ ah, burning their eyes out? Stephanie Teague. I think that's how you pronounce your second name. Stephanie Teague. Yeah. Um, if it's not, just have a um, she she's she um she's sound. She's a she she's a climber. She does um um. What do you call it? Um, like rock climbing. So she does all these shit where Bouldering. you go upside down and go climbing up and all that. I'd like to try. I've done that a few. Tried it a few times, but I think she sounds. That sounds like her to me. I can see a British champion. Yeah, she got a name on her back. Yeah, yeah, on a vest. Yeah, yeah, great Brit. Brit. She got it on a chalk pouch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Speed climbing. Speed climbing. Is that a thing? That must be a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So that's how I'm going to spend my YouTube tonight when I'm smashed. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Just watch I, speed climbing. I think Gladiators invented that. The speed climbing. Yeah, they probably did, actually. In all fairness. They say it's a sport which has recently been done, but I'm, I've seen it on Gladiators when I was like eight or nine. So. Jet. That was some top Gladiator in that was. Have you seen her now? <laughs> no, no. Is she a fat fighter? No. Or, or is she still going to like? She, she should be offered a good, cool 500,000 to do some milk porn. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> some milk porn. Mate, if I had 500,001 pounds, I'd offer it her. Would you? <laughs> She's top, man. Oh, that'll do for an intro. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking coffee at the same time. I was kind of necking coffee, so that's why it went quiet. I feel a bit spaced out. I was drinking yesterday. I had a hard day yesterday. What did you do? Were you working? No, no. Well, I was, but I wasn't. Well, I wasn't working, but I did. Just did shit loads. My garden did. allotment just going fucking nuts. I did a load digging of digging, and it's the heat, mate. My legs felt hollow this morning. I've never felt that before. They felt hollow, like the like inside of them were gone. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you wake up in the morning after a heavy night out and it feels like your blood has been injected with lead or something? Like yeah, liquid yeah. Lead it feels like your like head's about to explode. And <laughs> and you're going like, you feel like you're pulsating. You're going, oh my God, what's yeah. happening? Shaking. You're like, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting the day off and I can't even hold my tea straight. Blah, 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 blah. And it's horrible when you know you've got a, like a day of work and you wake up and you and you feel like that. Mm. And you're like, oh my I don't God. do it. I can't do that. No way. I I will do it, but not on days when I'm up triple ladders because that's not fun when you're pissed. You need to get like a bouncy castle around. So if you fall, you're all right. The, the one of the I did, I did that um, last year. Um, I went to a nightclub and I was out. I think I was out to about half five in the morning, and I started at um, about eight in the morning. Right, and I was at the triple ladders, and I was booming. I was like, "Fuck!" I was drinking monsters to try and fucking sort yep. myself out. Oh, I was yeah, going, "Fuck!" Do it. I just making it worse. I was thinking, "Jesus Christ!" It's windy as fucking. I was going, like "I am so coke. pissed." I'm so pissed and I'm like 30 foot up in the air. If I fall off, they're going to say he died from uh, drink climbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? so that's what it would be like. Pissed at work. That happens, yeah. man. It happens. Mm. Get us at social media. Shit. Yeah. Whatever that is. Go um, on to Google and you type Robots Rise and you'll come up with Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. You can get us on Robots for Rise at gmail.com and you can leave, I don't know. Just leave us a message. Yeah, give, man. Give us, all, give us all your money on Patreon. Drop us a review on iTunes and mm-hmm. let us know we'll send some stickers. I've got some stickers that I need to send out and I've been a bit lazy in the last two weeks. So uh, I will do them at some point. You can buy t-shirts as well, by the way. If you can't. I'm, on, oh, I'm not wearing one. No, you're not. It's just we got something saying Super Thomas. So yeah. I don't know if that's one of yours or what. But yeah, you can get it at T-Mill or something. Just, just type in Robots Rise t-shirt and it'll probably pop up. Let's that's get the it. good thing about Google. Let's get stabby then. Let's do it. I'm on this one. No, it's all completely true. Uh, no shit going on in this one. Well, there's a lot of shit going on. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And I need to remind Lily that this is real all the way through this. Okay. Because I was, I was talking to her about murderers. And mm. like, I said, like, why do people like it so much? And she just said, like, it gets her uh, slightly scared. She feels like pain in her tummy because like, she gets worried that it's real. So this is real. It is real, yeah. 
I think that's why I like mur- like the murder ones because it's happened. It's it's not like something which someone could have made up. Yeah, it's, it's ri- generally <laughs> someone's had like their heart ripped out and like yeah. fed to themselves or something. This is like a bit of a rampage. This one is okay. We good, good old rampage. We all like a rampage. So, so the fellow's called William Bonin. Okay, um, and he was he's like a serial killer name. He's the he's the freeway killer. Ooh, classic. And he well, yeah, I mean. Do you know what I mean? It's a classic. They love, yeah. <laughs> it's like a trucker thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he got, um, yeah, he, fr- he was active for a really short period of time. His official murders took place between May the 28th, 1979 and June the 2nd, 1980. Okay. So he, he, for a year and a month or so, he <laughs> went yeah. nuts, basically. It's official murders. I mean, there's entirely, as you'll get into this, it's entirely likely there were people killed long, long, long before this. Yeah, right, okay. But the pur- for, the, for the purpose of his serial killer For his record. Fame, yeah, yeah. We'll for, go with this. For his record, which the police have got him for, is, it's this, basically. So during that, that time frame, he robbed, raped, tortured, and murdered at least 21 teenage boys and young men. It's a classic technique. These, yeah. That's what these murderers like to do. Yeah. A bit of robbing, a bit of raping, a bit of murdering, you know. That's, yeah. That seems to be the routine. He lured them into his van, and it, I mean, I think you saw a picture of it last week when we were discussing whether to do this. Um, like it looks like a proper murder van. Oh, it looked cool, didn't it, the van? Yeah. It did actually look like, honestly, from the front, it was like a wicked old school, massive sort of van thing. It'd be it cool like, to have now. Yeah, it'd be a wicked camper, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, it would That's be. That's what it'd be. Utilised it as a uh, a wep- as a wagon of death, like a murder van, camp, you know, camp a murderer van. Yeah, but he's suspected of killing a, potentially another fifteen more people. On top of that, twenty one, and officers reckon that it's possible that his total kill count could be as high as forty. Nice. Do you know what I mean? So, so he might have got away with, with two thirds. Well, all that in approximately a year. That's fucking some serious going. Yeah, he's up so there. That's like one and one and. A, a quarter of a month. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably did do one and a quarter. He probably killed one and then chopped the other one's leg off and kept him there for a bit and went, now it's time for you to die. So you sort we look going into like the proper like premiership division of serial killers. We're not caught like killing like potentially you this know, is five or six. This is like, like I tell you 40 what, or 50. This is Chick- Chickatillo I t- territory. I tell you what this is as well because it's done in such a short period of time. It's like Leicester when they won the Premier League. It just happened from nowhere and then all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, yeah. And Have then, it! Yeah, and just going to go mad and win every every game going. Yeah. It's like the Leicester for the year and then it gets done, I'm guessing. They're like, you know, you get like bands that appear and do really, really well out of nowhere and then and disappear. Then, yeah, they like, have like one album and then... Yeah, it's like them. This yeah, is yeah. what he's like. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like one of them bands. He's like a one-hit wonder, but but he's got 40, but in in a short period of time. So he's a real sadist, this fella is. Like, he particularly enjoyed like the screaming... Like that he created in his victims, he'd like do more and shit. And bodies were completely surplus, sur- surplus to requirements. He'd just fuck them off afterwards. It was all about killing people and uh, getting the the response out of them. And okay. what makes this really creepy, and it and it always amazes me every time. And I don't know why, because we've researched these plenty of times. But he had accomplices. Well, you know, you're gonna get away with forty in a month. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's a. Uh, do you think you could get away with forty murders in a month? Yeah, in the seventies or whatever it was. Oh, in the seventies, give away forty in a day, mate. If you if you could do it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Challenge. Let's go back in time. So at the time of the murders, there was loads of bodies turning up by the side of free. Usually in California, there yeah. was a lot of people. I think it was three active serial killers. They initially assumed that there was one, right? Because I mean, why would they think anything different? Um, but. Really, there was around three active at the time. Right. So you had Patrick Kearney, and he killed 
suspected 43 people. Nice. So he was doing well. All active. These are all dudes that are active around the same time. They're all doing the same it's shit like in the same area. It's, it's weird. Mega murdering, isn't it? Yo, Randy. Do you, re- do you reckon they had like a competition? Do you reckon they had like a, literally like a league table? Right? I'm on my 41st. Oh, I'm on my 43rd. <laughs> it might minute. have been. There might have been in games between the serial killers watching yeah. it going, I didn't do that one. Yeah, yeah, going, hmm, who done that one? There's a serial killer out there that knows I'm doing this, that knows it's not him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They might yeah, have been sitting there doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So then you got Randy Kraft. He killed up to 67 people. And he was mates with Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, he's like the Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you got Will Bonham. <laughs> yeah. So between them, they killed around, well, I'd say around, it's at least 130 people, just through quick maths. It's not bad for three of them or four of them. It's not bad at all. No. 70s were the glory days. We've said it before. The murder glory days. Yes. Yeah, serial killer glory days. Yeah. But I suppose it still operates. I mean, imagine how many serial killers were on the loose because forensics have kind of like ruined the game for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, imagine. they haven't. They've just got made them try and up their game, but they haven't been able to up it yet. Yeah, that's the problem. It's kind of like you're fucked, though, isn't it? Not if you turn up in a like a, a hazmat suit, g- gimp suit, or <laughs> <laughs> something you can burn and get rid of straight away. Imagine how many serial killers were active like in the 1700s, where there was no. I mean, unless you got caught doing it. You probably could do it in front of loads of people and still you still wouldn't get done because you could just like walk away and they'll just go, stop him. Oh, he's walked away, he's gone. Do you know what I mean? Like the 1500s, people just getting murdered everywhere. Bit of bit of old stabbing happening every once in a while. Yeah, it's horrible. 70s murderers, right, when you think about it, um, like you say, it was the glory days, right, for the serial killers. But it's also doing a comeback, the 70s murderers, because they're all on Netflix. They are. They're all on Netflix, all these 70s murderers. They're just there. And like, they're like the best. It's like they're like the the the, the um, premium year uh, decade of murdering was the 70s for, for serial killers. It's definitely a thing, man, because we get lots of requests from people saying, do a stabbing. I yeah. want to murder. Do yeah. some brutal rape shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. So Murder Month is coming back. Yeah. May. On popular demand. Yeah. So let's get on to our man, Bonnie. And he was born in uh, on the 8th of January, 1947, in Connecticut. And he was in the middle of two children. He had an older and a younger brother. And as usual, as we c- we know from all the cases, his childhood was high-caliber, top-notch stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing was wrong with it at all. His parents, Robert and Alice, they were mad for the booze. Yeah. Proper pissheads to the point where they literally didn't give a shit about the kids. Right, okay. Like, um, I care for my goldfish more than they care for their actual human children. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So mum would be, what she'd do is Alice would be out, pissed out of her head all day, playing bingo, and routinely forgetting to feed the kids gone. It's the same, out playing bingo. Yeah. Just gambling what little money she had away, and not giving a damn about the kids. Just going, bingo, pick, piss up, but it's bingo. Bingo to me just is an excuse to get pissed as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's gambling and, and being like going on the piss. That's all it was. It's like an all-day piss up, isn't it? Yeah. Two fat ladies, 69. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the end, Bonin's next-door neighbour could see that the kids were like, where's your mum and dad? Do you know what I mean? They're not not around. So they mm. used to look after, like, washing them, yeah. feeding them, bathing Letting them in the house and their parents had locked them out. Yeah. Buying them clothes. You know what I mean? They were like proper. We're talking almost 100% neglect here. Yeah. Uh, their old man, Robert Bonney, was an ex-military man and a gambling addict. And for good measure, he obviously beat the shit out of the kids. Oh, you would do for a military man. Standard issue. <laughs> and uh, he also beat the shit out of his um, yes. his wife, their mother, in front of them, making her beg and cry, which I think, as you'll you'll see as we get into this, had major implications 
why he liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alice Bonney knew that the home environment wasn't cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a fucking genius to figure that out. So I suppose in like a a desperate attempt, she shipped the kids off to go and live with the granddad, her dad. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he was a child molester. Oh, did she know? Yes, she knew. even better. She knew because he raped her. And he, oh my God. So so he raped his own daughter and then her daughter's struggling with the kids and went, Dad, I know you like to have a bit of me, but how do you like to have a go on my kids, basically? Yeah. May as well have just said that. Yeah, well, almost, yeah. I bet he was rubbing his hands together straight away when she rang or, or knocked and said, uh, can, can you look, look can you can look after my kids? But he was going, I think he's going, yeah, in his head, having a party. Yeah. He'd routinely like slip him a crippler, you know, finger, finger or two. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Unbelievable. It's shocking, isn't it? She knew that he was a convicted, well, a, a child molester. Yeah, and she's still, yeah. And she's still, that but was that, a better that, option. That doesn't, to me though, that doesn't, what you're saying in desperate measure to try and save him, she, she done that. That, to me, doesn't mean she's trying to save him though, because she knows what he's like. So, what, why is she trying to help her kids? Couldn't be fucked. By giving her to a paedophile or molester who, who clearly will have a go because he, he, had a go on his own daughter. Couldn't be. She just couldn't be fucked. Surely. It's just crazy. I, I, yeah. It's, it's that wasn't a desperate attempt. It was. Like, I can't be bothered to look after these. Look after these. You must have just been nagging her all the time. She's like, "Fuck off, you little pricks. Go yeah, over yeah. with the paedophile." I'm yeah. yeah. He'll, so, he'll give you something. It's in 1953, age six, after being neglected and beaten up by his parents and raped by his granddad. Bonin's mother sent all three, so him and his two other brothers, they sent them to an orphanage. Oh, she should have done that in the fucking first place. I don't know, mate. Why <laughs> does it get worse now? Well, yeah, because um, I think in some respects... What, what was it? Um, Gary Glitter and... Sa- was it Glitter and Savile Co? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Savile's <laughs> Orphanage Care Home. Yeah, it was as bad. Probably, actually, if not, it was worse than the care with Grandad. Uh, like, I know old school rules apply here because it's 1953. But this, the shit that they went through is above and beyond. It's more like Guantanamo Bay. Right, okay. So like, if any of the kids did anything slightly untoward in the orphanage, they'd be beaten up severely, put in stress positions, partially drowned to the point of passing out. They're waterboarded, basically. Yeah. yeah. Waterboarded kids that didn't have parents to make them behave. Why did you waterboard them? Because they didn't eat their peas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they hit most of them. Yeah, there was a pee left, and they threw it on the floor by accident. They deserve waterboarding. Yeah, he didn't get up at six o'clock, so I waterboarded him, and then I raped him. Yeah, <laughs> just to, just to add measure to it. Prisoners of war have that shit done to them. And this is a care. This is a place that you put in. It's not really children. a care home, is it? When when you when you say that you you know orphanage is meant to be caring for people who've got you know then, either yeah. troubled parents or no parents. It's not really that that scenario that you mentioned in there isn't really a care home. That's a, a palm off your kids that you either don't want or don't have mums and dads. Just get rid of them. Yeah. I don't care what you do. It's an abuse hub. Yeah. It's where people in the know would come to abuse. Um, and obviously after the beatings, waterboarding the kids, there was your standard issue rape going on. I think that was another uh, part which probably <clears throat> he enjoyed because if he's enjoying the torture and stuff he probably got that from there as well it's interesting because he didn't discuss his life at the orphanage really in any detail but he did openly talk about the sexual abuse which okay. was mainly carried out by the older males either in care or like, or, members of, or members of staff working there what's wrong why is it like every bloke is like out raping like every kid going no, I don't understand I, it. It, was, it seems like that 
But especially in some stories, I mean, this fellow, if you cross paths with him, it sounds like, he, you know, he'd give out some sort of rape, like a yeah. like being where everyone goes, oh, I want to rape him. Mate, you have no idea where this is going, I honestly. Don't, but, like, it's I don't understand. It seems to be, like, there's some sort of persona where certain people just always getting raped by blokes. It's weird, isn't it? And this, I suppose you say you make a damaged individual that turns out to do crazy. But what's the chances shit? of that happening? <laughs> Talking of chances, I did a lucky dip the other day. Oh, yeah, on the lottery. <laughs> on the lottery, right. On my birthday, Yeah. right, and the numbers, I'll take a picture and show you all. 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, <laughs> right, and the star numbers were 01 and, 0 and 10, so it was like 01 and then 10, right, and I did that as a lucky dip. <laughs> And, and I, 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 what was the numbers? 40, no, no, like the actual lot. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't bother checking because one, two, three, four, five, six. Like, you motherfucker! Yeah, I, I could not believe it. I said to the lady, "I went, you're having a laugh, aren't you?" <laughs> right, and she and I went, "Look, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, like that to her." And she looked at me and she went, "Sorry, sir, it is a lucky dip. Um, you know, any number can come up." And I went, "Yeah, but I'm not having a go. Just can you believe the chances?" She said, I've never seen that in my life. I was like, "Neither have I." And it's happened on my birthday, you oh, fuckers. And then imagine if that came in. That'd be like double mad. Yeah, it would be double mad. But there's no way that's coming in, is it? There's n- I don't think there's ever been a lottery where all the numbers have come out in a row. I wonder why they did that. don't know. It pissed Statistics. me off, Statistics. It did piss me off. I'm not surprised. You know you're not going to win. It's just ruined it. It's ruined me, yeah. Ruined me instantly. Oh, well. <laughs> Back to some rape, eh? Yeah, get to the rape. So what man Bonin, yeah, he didn't talk about life in the orphanage. But um, he said that he was raped and he consented to it in the orphanage only if and it gets weird here only if he agreed to have his hands tied behind his back what so 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 they said we're going to rape you no you're not but if you tie my hands behind my back you can yeah the way that that was sort of said i was i was reading that and thinking this is that's what it that's what was reported. Was I, was, I don't know whether it was reported wrong and whether they mean the abuser where he said okay you can fuck me but only if you have your hands tied behind your back that seems more logical to me that way you can't hurt me <laughs> except with your know. dick no i i reckon it's a case he probably didn't want it and they just he just tied his hands behind his back it's been misinterpreted or yeah. maybe he's just thought he said that because yeah. he's been abused like yeah. left right and center this is fucking he's been, pa- he's been passed around like like i don't know well, he lived in that shithole, that orphanage shithole, for three years. Age nine, his mum took him and his brothers out of the care home, more like abuse home, as it should have been called, yeah. and then brought them back to, to live with her, um, which is nice of her, isn't it? Yeah. So she had a break. A little bit too late. She had a break, mom. gave her to um, Daddy Rapist, and then dad, and then put her in the care home where everyone was Just having a go. Just the shit out of everybody. And then we, she's gone, do you know what? I think I want them back now. Yeah. It's not that you know, kids, kids aren't just yeah. for Christmas or f- or for till at least Easter. Yeah, at least Easter. <laughs> Got to give them four months, and if they're an idiot, then fuck them off for three years, and then <laughs> come get them get them back. But it gets worse though because he's back home. Obviously, he's traumatized mm. from the shit that's happened to him at home. He's traumatized from the shit that's happening with his granddad <coughs> and the care home. And he obviously rebelled against pretty much everything, as you would expect. And he got busted for stealing car number plates and was sent to juvenile for three years for nicking license plates off cars. It's a bit harsh, isn't it's it? It's a bit crazy, isn't it? Just but how many did he have, though? That's the thing. 2,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just got everyone in the neighbourhood. It's really, really harsh. That's yeah. I mean, there must be something else going on you there. You see, what I'd do, I, if I nicked them, if I was nicking number plates, I'd just nick them and change them around. So I'd put... 
like the neighbor, <laughs> neighbors yeah. on the other one and just do that to everyone so they'll they probably wouldn't notice for a while some of them might but they go what the fuck <laughs> they've got a different number plate the number plate bandit yeah just just swapping them around <laughs> just to really mess with everyone's head so it goes to juvenile prison right <coughs> detention juvenile prison juvenile detention same thing gets locked up prison. for place. kids prison kitty prison yeah uh, and it was sort of the next step up from from the orphanage because essentially he was pretty much a rape doll when he was inside, he was just passed around and in abused. The p- in the prison as well? In, yeah, in the juvenile, yeah. He must have like a rape me face. He must have been wealthy. Must have been. You'd just be like, wouldn't you? You're getting backshafted. You'd be like, what, what is the chance of this? It's just <laughs> constant, this is. <laughs> I'm going to have to start I can't even. I can't even go to prison and not get bummed. I know. <laughs> Shocking, <laughs> isn't it, mate? But so, like, he was getting fucked by other lads locked up and members of staff. And um, fuck, sake. It's, it sounds like that. What's wrong with everyone? Well, it sounds like this juvenile detention centre that it was in was full of sexual sadists, and everybody had shit on everybody else. So therefore, nobody reported anything, which kind of like you know, fearing se- serious repercussions, because no one was reporting the abuse. Like you're fucking him, he's fucking you, I'm fucking him. No one said anything. It sort of propagated it. So everyone the was just going nuts, and, and everyone was just, just fucking everyone. Because no one's going to say anything. Do you know what I mean? He was threatened with knives. Again, he was waterboarded. You know what I mean? Submerging in sinks of water whilst five guys are bumming him at the same time. I mean, it's not a fucking good place. <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking nuts. I just, I just don't. It just baffles me. It's like anywhere he goes, he'd, be, he'd probably get raped in the supermarket if he went, I'm going to go and get some, a loaf of bread and he'll come back crying and go, well, he wouldn't be crying because he's used to it. You never guess what. I've got, I've got bummed again. Yeah. Can't help it. Oh, for fuck's sake. It just happens all the time. So these experiences were pivotal in forming his understanding of sex and it goes a long, long way into explaining why he did the shit that he did in later life. Uh, mate, even his prison counsellor fucked him. There was no... What the was, fuck? I know. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, What's wrong with everyone? <laughs> is it alive? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Seems to be that way. It's what it seems to be, man. I was sort of sure. So I read a few sources and I checked and it. Yeah, that's what it was like. Multiple sources. It's just mental. I just I can't get my head around so that. So these multiple sources that are saying the same thing, are they just going off what he said? Is he like the root of all the information? Is it all bullshit and it's just propagated through him, out through various sources? Or did it happen? And yeah, people investi- investigate it through their own. I don't know. Anyway, mm. he gets out of out of juvie a year later, mind fucked to the highest order. You know what I mean? We well, would be, and then he moves back in with his parents. Crying jizzes, I'm <laughs> full of it. And straight away after after getting back with them, he starts molesting his brothers. Okay, so he's turning it round now. Yeah, he's, he's giving them. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean in a good way. Obviously, what I mean is he's he's ab- the abuser now. Yeah, he starts squeezing their balls and just doing random shit. He started uh, abusing random children from a, around the neighbourhood. Mate, he's 10 and he's acting like a seasoned paedophile. Like a proper 10-year-old well, Jimmy Savile. It, it doesn't surprise me if, he, if he's constantly getting was getting abused constantly. Yeah. He, he thinks that's normal even though he knows it's not normal but it's happening all the time. It, it's he's just doing normal. what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like an alcoholic, you know what I mean? They know, they, they know the drink's bad for him but they keep doing it and in, they just carry on. In 1961, age 13, his mum and dad were still together but they were unsurprisingly having uh, financial problems because you spent all your money on fucking bingo and booze, mm. you dopey fucks. So they had to move from Connecticut to Downey in California, and then his dad died. Cirrhosis of the liver, do you know what I mean, from the booze. Yeah. And obviously that affected Bonin a lot. His mental health declined further. Uh, he stepped up his kiddie-fiddling game, enticing young children from around the neighbourhood back to his house on the promise of booze. Do you know what I mean? He's just raiding his dad's last stash, stash of booze and just using yeah, and it just to... Yeah, just going, here you go, have some whiskey or whatever. And then he'd rape the kids. A bit of grooming. 
Yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's he's grooming them. That is, that's what it is, isn't but it? But in in some in some instances, he's younger than the kids he's grooming. Like he'll be ten grooming an eleven year old. Fuck me, man. He's a savage. He's mm-hmm. like a monster, isn't he? Yeah. So he'd he'd get him back to the house, fish hook him, slip him the finger, whatever. You know, what I mean, he's, he's this is like um next level abuse. It's crazy. Force is strong in this one. So Juvie didn't seem to put him off crime. You'd think it would, but it I didn't. He got involved with petty crime, just normal sort of delinquent shit, like nicking stuff from the paper shop or whatever, mm-hmm. busting uh, license plates of cars. Then he moved into robbery and assault and shit, and this is all in his teenage years. So you think he'd stay the fuck away from the prison system, being as that's what it did to him. Yeah. Or maybe he liked it. Maybe he did. Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, is the reason why he liked it, though, because of everything which happened when he was a kid. It's kind of... Your brain absorbs things more as a kid, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, and if something's wrong and it's happening all the time, it's not classed as wrong in your head. Do you know what I mean? It's normalised to a certain degree, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I, I imagine if he had a, a a normal upbringing, okay, you have the odd couple that just escape that and just go nuts anyway. But um, he he, I don't think he'd obviously been on the same road as if he wasn't getting bummed left, right, and centre. I don't think he'd be out fiddling and doing what he was yeah. doing. It didn't happen to everybody either. You know what I mean? It's only it only happens to certain people. There's a lot of people that get abused, and they're not all crazy mad mm. fox. Mm. So it's it's you know what I mean? It has to be. It's a mindset, definitely of yeah. some sort. Well, his mum knew something was wrong with him. I mean, she's no shit. Yeah, she's seen him like trying to suck his brother's cock and stuff. I think his time in the orphanage and juvenile detention, it like she could see that that drastically changed him, mm. and it was seemed to be having a runaway effect it was getting worse and uh, you know he was constantly doing next level shit so we'll move forward to 1965 he managed to get through school and he graduated at 18 I think something like that but he got through his mother was still fearing for him because at 18 he's a man now she's thinking fuck it he's going to be treated as a man if he does anything you know what I mean and she kind of it seems like she kind of forced him to get engaged as soon as he was of, of age to like some kid at school she knew he was at the very least bisexual and most likely gay. Mm-hmm. And she also knew that he was abusing children and thought maybe marriage would, would correct him. But it doesn't work like that, Mom. He's not doing that shit because he's gay, you helmet. He's doing that because he's fucked in the head yeah, from yeah. all the next level horrible shit that's he's upbringing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So as a teenage lad, fresh out of high school in the, uh, the mid-1960s, he's got no real job prospects. He, uh, he's obviously got mental health issues. No shit. Got a lot of shit going on. What does he do? He decides to join the US Air Force and he was deployed on active duty in Vietnam. So oh, even better. So he's straight out to like a, a dodgy area where they're getting they're getting, kind of getting fisted this, themselves and just murdering and everyone's burning alive and all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. He was a helicopter. Just, uh, just to add, you know, some extra salt into the wound sort of thing. Well, it's like he's... It's Lighting like, the fire, so to speak. It's like a proving ground for like a, an aspiring serial killer. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of do, to some respects, You all, everyone hears stories from war zones. If you're that way inclined, you can get away with a lot of fucking shit because a lot of it's lawless. Do you know what I mean? Well, it is. War, war is lawless. I know they say there's certain laws, but I'm pretty sure in most wars, if with these certain, certain laws, rules, right? Yeah. I'm doing this with twitching my two fingers up and down, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, get the old, um, you know, hard shoulder look. They look away to, uh, yeah. to stuff all the time. Every war, it's not no no war is, legal. is ever legal to the extent they class it as legal. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't even know how you can class a war legal anyway. Because you go around murdering everyone. No, it's never. It's mad, isn't it? 
it is. But he was a helicopter gunner with a 205 assault support helicopter unit. So he's literally leaning out the windows going... Oh, with like the minigun thing. Yeah, that's his job. The one which shoots like about a thousand bullets a second or something. He logged... Yeah, yeah, that's his job. He logged over 700 hours of combat flying. So he loved it. So you'd be kind of foolish to say that he didn't just shoot random people for a laugh as he's flying over. Of course he did. This man has killed a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. When you when we get through this, just remember that he was leaning out of helicopters in Vietnam with mad machine guns. Yeah, we've we've shooting basically fucking lead at people. You 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 can't lose with those machine guns, can you? No, you can't. They're, it's like having about like fifty AK forty sevens all going off at the same time. Da, you know da, what I mean? Da, 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 da. Yeah, just going. Doosh, 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 and you're in around. an armored plane aiming down at them. It's fucking bad, man. Yeah. So he he said that combat sort of helped him realize his his lust for for sex and violence because he was fucking ladies of the night and gentlemen of the night when he was over there. He s- he also came back and said that his experiences in Vietnam made him realise that human life was overrated. <laughs> so that's another thing you don't want to be hearing from him. No, no. It's a bizarre thing to say that he thought life was overrated. Not considering what he did, but considering he got a medal of uh, for bravery for saving a soldier whilst under heavy combat fire, like gunfire. If he didn't think it was worth it, why was he doing it? Do you think he just did that for, like, the rush? The Probably. Do you know what I mean? Probably. A chance I could get killed here. I suppose you've got to be in his mindset on the day, you know. You don't know, obviously, he's going to have good days and bad days. And he's obviously, don't give a shit, you know what I mean? But obviously, he might have just gone, oh, fuck it. My life's been, I've been raped about a billion times. Fuck it. There's a geezer on the floor dying. I'll try and help him. Or he might have just gone, fuck it, yeah. I fancy the chance of nearly getting killed. See what let's see what happens. You know what I mean. Well, he he uh, in 1980, whilst telling the after he got arrested, he was obviously relaying his, I say his life story, his, where he's been in, during, his, during his life to the police. He uh, he told them that he raped two shoulder, soldiers at gunpoint in Vietnam in combat. So I don't know whether he means like there's actual like you know gunshot going off in the middle of a firefight, and he's like fucking drop your kegs at gunpoint. So say, wouldn't that be mad if you're like a Vietnam person? There's like shooting. No, going U.S. On. soldiers. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's raping a U.S. soldier. What I mean is a Vietnam army man, right? And there's loads of gunfire going on, war going on, right? And you go shit, shit. Look up, and you look up, and you go, you look down, and you go, um, um, <laughs> right. I, I I don't quite understand this because there's lots of gunfire and people fighting. But there's also another geezer backshafting another yeah. <laughs> another army soldier yeah. just yeah, over yeah, the yeah. line. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? What? Mad. So he was doing that sort of... He left the military three years later in 1968 and then he moved back in with his mother in California now. So let's have a quick recap of, of Bonin's life up to this point. He's He's been neglected as to fuck by his parents, sexually abused by his granddad, put in an orphanage, raped and effectively tortured, moved back in with his parents, then his dad died... He got sent to prison, more rape and beatings. Then he begins molesting children whilst he's still a child himself. Then he goes to Vietnam as a helicopter gunner, rapes soldiers at gunpoint and finds out he loves violence and sex. Then he leaves the military. And he did all that by the age of 21. <laughs> oh, fuck, you know, I thought you were going to say like like mid-30s or something. Nah. 21? Yeah, 21, man. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. It's fucking mad, isn't he's it? He's got his life to live. So he married his girlfriend when he got back, the one that his mother kind of, you know... Forced. I want to know what his girlfriend, once again, fingers are going up and down, (laughs) two fingers, thought about the situation. I mean, she was obviously... She must have known he was fucking tapped a fuck. It was really brief. He got with her when she was 18, spent three years in combat in Vietnam and come back when he's 21 and then promptly just 
divorced and got on his own way. So she it, got away with it in a way. Well, he was not. He didn't. She wasn't for him in any way, shape, or form. He, that was not his life. So well, he fucked her off. It's a forced marriage, anyway, wasn't yeah, it? Pretty so. much. Yeah, yeah. So without her, this is where he goes off the rails. I say off the rails. He goes more off the rails right, okay. than he has been in the past. So he started um, patrolling freeways for victims straight away as soon as he got back. On November the 17th, 1968, he picked up a 12-year-old lad, offered him a lift home. Once he got him in the van, he battered and raped him, but then Bonin let him go. So like at this point, he hasn't... I mean, he's probably killed people in Vietnam. Well, yeah, but he hasn't done illegal... <laughs> Once again, yeah. Um, he hasn't done illegal... What I mean is he obviously has done illegal murders probably in the war. Yeah. But, but I, like I say, I don't know what the fucking rules are. It's ridiculous. You yeah. can't do this. You can't kill civilians. You can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> can't, but yet they you do. You can't kill civilians. But they it. do. And they go, okay, sorry. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. That wasn't us. Anyway, yeah, so so legal. What you mean is like in the civilian That's life, just, he hasn't killed anyone yet. As so far as we know. Yeah, as yeah. far as we know. So four months after raping that lad, in March 1969, he was arrested after trying to tie up a 16-year-old boy in the back of his of his van, but the kid managed to escape. And I couldn't find his name. doesn't really matter. Probably hell for protection. He went to the police, and uh, Bonin was promptly arrested and taken to court. Uh, during the trial, more victims came forward, and it turned out that he'd raped something like five lads in four months because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, it's him. Fuck, he did that to me as well. Yeah. And they all went the same way, all picked up on the freeway, lured into the van, tied up or handcuffed in the back, stripped naked, and then... Ass raped, basically. And like, he'd force him to suck his cock. That was one of the things that they said, uh, like forced copulation. I was like, that's some risky fucking manoeuvre, innit? You've got some kid at a gunpoint, and you're, like, and you're putting your dick in his mouth. You might just bite it off, mate. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're probably too scared to, aren't they? No? Yeah. yeah. I think I think most people who, who get raped are probably too scared to... Do anything. To hurt them, unless they definitely know they've got the, the advantage. It's awful. I hate it. It's horrible, Cause isn't it? it? I, ma- I imagine if he's got you at gunpoint or he's there and, y- and you bite his dick, he's just going to like snap your neck or something, isn't he? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It depends what you think. It depends if you go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to do it just to fight for your life, go mad. Yeah. Just go, Rah! do a war cry and attack him. You just you just bite his bite his cock and punch him in the bollocks at the same time. Rah! He, he, but he did that a lot to them, mate. He'd like he'd like to grab your balls when he was tied tied you up and just squeeze the fuck out of them because you're completely incapacitated and you can't move and obviously it make you scream. Like he relished the abject terror that he caused people. It turned him on. He's fucking crazy, isn't it? He's a, he's a nutter. So he was, he was found guilty of five counts of kidnap, four counts of rape, and one count of child molesting. And he was sent down for five years. Only five. five. So, he, so he gets sent for three years for nicking number plates and for yeah. abduction, raping, and beating the fuck out of people, Tra- basically. He gets five. People. He gets an extra two years. And his victims are all aged between 12 and 18. And he was sent to a mental hospital and assessed for a variety of disorders. Now, they found out whilst checking him out, that there was loads of scarring on his ass, like literally physical uh, scarring on your skin, not deep side, inside your tissue or whatever. That's from like being whipped and banged. And also on his head as well, from just being beaten about the yeah. skull. Um, and from that scarring, they did some more testing and concluded that he'd got some sort of head injury, probably with the prefrontal cortex of his brain. That was totally damaged, which was when they suspected it caused him to have very little or no restraint to his sexual urges or violence. And that, that damage was actually allowing him to sort of, you know, flick and fucking do his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking no shit, you reckon? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something's going on. He was also a manic depressive and he had an IQ of 120. So it's slightly above average that, which again is something you hear a lot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. These crazy motherfuckers. 
are uh, always seem to be slightly cleverer. Yeah. So they tried to treat him in this mental hospital, but he was a lost cause. So the decision was made for the safety of the other patients within the building and the staff to send him to a proper prison in 1971. Now, Bonnie, apparently, he wouldn't stop raping when he was in this mental home. He was raping the other patients. He was trying to rape. He was a raping machine. He just yeah. fuck everyone. Like, fuck you. I'll fuck you. You know what I mean? So they went, fuck it. Send him, send him to prison. That's, they'll be able to deal with him. So that's the very place that made him. So he's extremely dangerous. So let's send him to the prison. Yeah. Where he's he, just going to just be even more dangerous, probably. He likes... Because everyone else is dangerous. So he finds it... Probably relishes it. He likes prison sex. That's his thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Do you know what I mean? In in prison, he was homing his skills for... Like, he'd be dropping the, so- the soap deliberately in the showers and bending down to get fucked. And then, like, if anybody dropped their soap, he'd fucking jump on and rape them as well. Truly damaged, mate. This geezer's got no place in society whatsoever. So you kind of, in some respects, got to feel sorry for him. Um... Because this has occurred because of his childhood. Yeah, I suppose on that aspect, but for what he's what he's actually done, I know, I know. Like you say, he, it'd be interesting to know the exact point when someone just goes right. This is where my road changes of life, and I'm just going to come down to do, you know and just destroy everything. It'd be interesting to find that point and when someone clicks, because it must be like. A clicking motion, or not a click, obviously. Points where it tips you. Where, yeah, you can go, oh, that's bad. And you go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Why not? Just keep yeah. going. So on June the 11th, 1974, he was released from prison because doctors said he was of no threat to society. What? <laughs> Are they tripping? Did they read the wrong dude's papers? Who was um, the doctor? I, I don't His mom. know. Dr. Harold Shipman, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it, like to him, he's, he's thinking, they th- they're saying I'm cured. I'm a normal person. Yeah, yeah. They're saying I'm no threat, so... So he was out. Carry on with the raping. But he was openly raping people in prison, and they said he's of no threat to society, so they released him. He's raping people when he's locked in a cage of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's just... What? So on the outside... I don't he kept, get it, man. He kept his shit together for about three months before he just fucking couldn't, and, it, and you know, it was like an addiction for him. It truly was. This is... Like a something that he had to do. Yeah. He was completely compelled. And on, se- on September the 8th, 1974, he picked up 14-year-old David McVicky. And this one is horrible, mate. And I'm always totally shocked when reading this shit. Mm. Like how bad it is. And I don't know why. Because I should be knowing what's coming. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he was hitchhiking home from a party in Garden Grove. And Bonnie had actually been to the party. Okay. That's how he That's how he saw him. Um, and later, actually, David McVitie spoke out and testified in court to do him, like in 1980 when he was on trial, because mothers of some of them of his murdered victims approached him and said, "You've got to speak for our dead sons. Yeah, yeah. You have to because you you know you survived it. You're one of the only. You're one of the few that are willing to do it. It's a bit harsh, man. He's traumatized to fuck. Yeah, yeah. Do you especially know I mean? now he knows as well by that point that he's been murdered all these people. Yeah, and he's probably got a lot of shit going through his mind, going that could have been me and uh not only just that, but, you know, it's a lot of uh, when he stands up in court and he's going to go, you fucker. Yeah. I'm going to bum you again. Terrified, yeah. yeah. So uh, he was heading home from the party, McVitie was, and um, Bonin pulled up, obviously saw him left and said, do you want to jump in? I'll give you a ride. He was like, yeah, all right. There's no need to be scared. That's the bloke from the party. I'll just jump in. During the drive home, Bonin asked David McVitie if he was gay, which is, I mean, nothing wrong with asking someone if they're gay, but it's a bit of a, bit of a straight question. Up, yeah, straight up question to To ask. a young lad, you know what I mean? Um, I think by that point, if I got picked up by uh, um, someone I saw in, in a um, a purple club or something like that, because I went, oh yeah, cool, and they said that, I go, oh dear, something bad's about to happen. Yeah. That'd be what I'd be thinking. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, he thought that as well. It's a bit straight off the bat, that is, isn't it? He asked him to pull over. He said, look, uh, kept quiet. Can you pull over now? This is it. And uh, Bonin responded by pulling a gun. Just fucking straight up. Bosh. Now, this is what McVitie said about the... And it's horrible. He said uh, he had the gun on his left-hand side, but he'd already locked the door on the right. I couldn't get out without reaching around and grabbing the door. So I knew by the time that I did that, he could easily grab the gun and shoot me. He started taking off my clothes, and he told me to take off mine. He was raping me in the front seat of the car, and he had a T-shirt around my neck with a tire iron through the sleeves, and he was twisting it, trying to strangle me. That is fucking awful. That is... Fuck. So, and I'm not sure why, but apparently David McVitie started crying and screaming, and it made Bonin stop. Okay. He was like, whoa. I don't know whether that ignited some memory of trauma from... When he was... A, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but he let him go. Um, let him get dressed, drove him home, and dropped him off at his house. <laughs> dropped him off at his house? Yeah. So... He, his mother, David's mother, obviously knew when her son walked through the door that some fucking bad shit has yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she took him down the police station and uh, they took it seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, this is an attempted... Ra- well, this is a rape and attempted murder of a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, this lad, he was so messed up. He was dropping out of high school. He couldn't hold jobs down. It really fucked him up for the rest of his life. So two days after doing that, Bonin again tried to rape a 15-year-old lad after after giving him money for sex. The lad refused, so Bonin tried to run him over with his car. Just right. a fuck it, we'll just clobber you. So he was then arrested because they'd got number plates and shit. Yeah, yeah. The police were also helped by people at the party because he was like, he was at the party. People That's there it. know him. He, um, he drove off, yeah, in his car, whatever. So they he was sent to uh, to taken to trial and he was charged with the abduction of a minor, kidnapping. Attempted kidnapping and rape. This was on the 31st of December 1975. Pleaded guilty and he was sent down between one and 15 years. Sent down between one between and 15 years. Between one and 15 years. So well, he's, he, he could be a year or 15. Yeah. But, but he's done all this mad shit before. Yeah, and he's, so he's been, done, he's been done for raping before and stuff and kidnapped because he got five years. They said he's not mental and he's, he's safe to society. And he goes out and does that again. Yeah. You go, well, clearly, no matter what happens, he's not safe for yes. society. That's exactly. what you'd think and go, right, he deserves a 25-year-plus sentence. Oh, yeah, we've got to do something because yeah. this is... He's just going to go... He'll do his time, go out and rape again. He just will. Well, in prison, he was again subjected to and carried out next-level sex shit that he shouldn't have been doing. And uh, he served just under three years and was released on uh, October the 11th, 1978. Now, is this just hindsight talking? Are we looking at this with all the information at hand going, well, they shouldn't have done that? Or should this have been recognisable and picked up by them at the time? Well, let's let's look at the what the police have got. So they've got... He's been in kids' juvie prison for nicking number plates and they would have known what was going on in there. Uh, may not be written down on their records, that. But then... So he's been released. So he's a troubled kid. They must know that. He goes out, does couple of kidnapping and a bit of raping right um gets five years okay that, i think that's a really lenient sentence for you know was it two or three people he done that to uh, i think he I think did two fi- i think he did five five was it okay so yeah it's five years is is nothing um they gave him another chance which okay people deserve a second chance but it depends on what they do in my book yeah you know what I mean? That's how I'd do it. If yeah. someone's murdered 10 people like in the rampage... You don't give them a second chance. You don't give them a second chance. If you, you rape go, someone, you don't you give go, them a second chance. You go, there's a chance that can happen again, yeah. If you rape someone, you're not having a second chance. He's been released, and apparently he's he's um, it's, he's um, no threat to society, right? Fine. Three months later, he's 
basically raping and mur- well, not murdering yet, but raping and well, he might it gets done. He gets he gets done then again. Yeah, and he gets between one and fifteen years. So that, by that point, I'd go right. So the police record says he was bad as a kid. He's been done again for that, and we released him. Yeah, third time. We're not. We're, if he goes in again, you you learn your lesson as a police service, and you go. No, he's got to have twenty five years plus. It's bad, isn't it, man? So uh, yeah, they let him out. Said he was no threat to society. Again. But yet they they watched. He was on parole and they watched him. I'm like, why are you watching him? I thought you said he was no threat. If he's no threat, you're not watching him. You don't why are you assigning yeah. police officers to watch him? Because that sounds like he's. you need to keep your eye on him. Therefore, he's a threat. What the fuck are you doing releasing him? Anyway, he's a free man now. He's 31 years old. He gets his own apartment. He gets a job as a truck driver. Um, the serial killer classic. Yeah, yeah. At a company called Dependable Driveway. Fucking solid name. <laughs> and with zero restraint, this is where he's murder spree begins so before we get into that I'm going to nip off and have a quick wank because this is going to get hardcore okay Listen to this calamity of errors. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No. So we're going to get into his his uh, reign of terror. Ow. Not that it wasn't a reign of terror before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We the peak peak zone. Was now. he just warming up? Was he? Was he like the um, the, f- the footballers running up the side of the pitch? You know, when they're warming up before getting subbed on the pitch. Yeah, that's stretching it. their arms and legs out. And then, oh, yeah, no, I'm ready. That's I'm ready it. now. Waving the arms and they're like the back. They're, they got the fourth official with his uh, little board <laughs> saying number 42 is coming on now. He's going to start his raping and murdering spree. And he ran onto the pitch <laughs> and got stuck in. And yeah, he did it good. So all these victims between the ages of 12 and 19, they were all males, all hitchhikers or schoolboys. Uh, all male prostitutes. So, so they're all very young. All yeah, all massive. Yeah, the people that are, are no physical threat to him, really. Yeah, that's the way I sort of see yeah. it. Plus, oh, yeah, he's been a pussy in, a, in that aspect. In other words, he's not trying to. He wants easy targets. He's not fighting you. He's not. He's his his um chosen victim is not a UFC fighter. Yeah, you yeah. never get. You <laughs> yeah, never yeah, get. That's a good point. Actually. You never get serial killers that want to that just find UFC male UFC fighters hot. Go and go. Do you know what? I'll give it a go. I think I think I might be able to turn him over. Yeah. Gonna bundle my groom yeah, into the back yeah, of the house. You're gonna get raped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like laughing at really? <laughs> I'm gonna choke you out. So um they either all these victims either willingly got into his van. And they all follow the same method. Mm. He didn't really alter the method. No. Like, well, if it works, a good it works. Se- a good serial killer doesn't change their methods. Yeah. Why why fix something which isn't broken? Yeah. So they all bundled in or they were lured in from some sort of pretense of something they need like a lift or trip somewhere or whatever um, and then when they got in the van that's when it got dark he took all the internal door handles off and removed all the window like white the window handles what are they called window what window handles um, the twisty hand- things yeah what are they fucking the called twisty things it's just a burn in it now it's just a twisty thing they took all the twisty things off I've got a twisty thing on my van have you yeah yeah oh. mine's not a button one it's a twisty thing to turn my window I have to use a bit of muscle <laughs> you know what I mean? Except for just getting like Stephen Hawkins on his uh, little um, thing moving around. <laughs> well, not anymore, but anyway. 
uh, inside the van after after he'd taken the twisty things off the windows. Yeah, there yeah. Was, he had, he'd stored knives and ropes and shit about, you know what I mean? And once in, manhandled, tied up with electrical cable, handcuffs, whatever, incapacitated. He'd, he'd then go to town on them, stripping them naked, usually beating them the fuck up, bludgeoning them around the head and face. He, pata- he paid a, a lot of attention to the cock and balls. You know what I mean? He liked that. Obviously getting off on the screams. He, liked, he tortured them as well. One dude called Darren Kendrick was forced to drink hydrochloric acid. What? Yeah. <laughs> Where the f- I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. And when he was done with them, he'd strangle them with their own T-shirts, with a bar like a tourniquet, twisting it around so their eyes popped out of the head. You know what I mean? That sort of shit. And then he just fucked the bodies off. That's that's basically what he did in pretty much every single case. Yeah. Just Except give the hydrochloric acid. That was an experiment. That was an added extra bonus. Well, as you will see, sometimes he, he took victims back to his house and then you could do whatever you wanted there. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because safety. You're in private yeah. space. So what we've got to do now is we've got to introduce a bloke called Vernon Butts and he helped Bonin kill at least six people. Okay. And he's a very strange, a bit of a drifter. He... um. He was around at the first... I think his first murder was, was in 1979 that Butts joined in, Werner Butts joined in on. He was a 21-year-old factory worker who slept in a coffin and he told everybody, what? He, told everybody <laughs> he was a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go out and uh, I'll have a few beers with this fella. He was a magician as well. Maybe not with the murder part. If he bring that up, I'd go, right, this person needs to be like like took to the police station very <laughs> yeah. quickly but, but if someone said I, I sleep in a coffin and I'm, I'm a wizard I'd be like I want to talk to you tonight what the fuck was going on in, the, in California <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the 1970s what is, what's going on in California come Some on lads serious acid going <laughs> around <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizards. he was fascinated with the occult he was also was terrified of um, of our man Will Bonin really really scared of him but yet in awe of him I think because he's into like you know the occult he sleeps in a coffin and that so say, yeah, I, can, I can understand the fact that he kind of likes it if he's sleeping in a coffin and thinks he's a wizard it's kind of like his brain's um, electrical levels must be on all sorts of different <laughs> highs and lows. He was a perfect partner in some respects because he's, his unhinged personality gave Bonin the confidence that he wouldn't he wouldn't tell anyone yeah, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Why, because if he went, oh, Bonin's killed someone, oh, it's not Gary, the man who, who sleeps in the coffin and thinks he's a wizard, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, don't don't listen to him then. <laughs> yeah, right. So Bonin's first known murder was that of 13-year-old Thomas Lundgren. Now, he was seen leaving his parents' house on May the 28th, 1979, about 11 o'clock in the morning. Bonin, with Vernon Butts in tow, were out patrolling, looking for victims. And this is a rough one. So, okay. uh, I want to listen this to is it. the first official one, so to speak. Yeah, I suspect it's, it's not the first official. Yeah, if it's if it's very brutal and pretty precise, I imagine it's happened a few times before. But yeah, well, the pair offered Tom a lift, and it was easy as that. He just he got in where he was going, whatever. Just do you want a lift, mate? Fuck it. Seems, seems to be, be the dumb thing. seems to be the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah in the seventies and eighties, like people used to just go, "Do you want to come in?" But these days, if you do that. No way. No, everyone just gets out because why? Because I'm going to get raped and bummed most likely. Exactly what happened because when he was inside, he was stripped naked and raped. Bonin beat him around uh, the head using a heavy object, possibly a hammer. I'm not entirely sure. His face and skull were smashed in. I mean, literally, there was loads of skull fractures. Bonin cut his uh, (laughs) his genitals off. Okay, so he's gone straight for that, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He slashed him, stabbed him around the throat, and when he when they actually got his body, the autopsy indicated that the uh, this poor lad died of strangulation, which means the cutting off of his bollocks. He was, you know, he was being he was alive when all that happened to him. Ooh. So I mean, cutting your bollocks off isn't going to kill you. 
But not if, straight away. If someone does that to you and then keeps you alive for two hours doing horrendous stuff to you and you know that's happened. You'd just be like, kill Jesus. me, wouldn't you? Because you know, if someone's cut your bollocks off, you know you're going to die. Well, Bonin liked to strangle you to death with a tourniquet with that T-shirt and a mm. bar around your neck whilst he was raping you. Like he'd be inside you when you died. Oh. It's real, Lily. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, you hear things like that, though, don't you? With, um, I know this is slightly different. People get the rush when they see the life coming out their eyes. And his is obviously the rush of having his cock in someone who's just a dying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's horrible. It's awful. His body was found in a field the same day he went missing. His parents didn't even know he was, you know... Missing. Yeah, he had no idea. His clothes and severed genitals were found in an adjacent field near where they dumped his body, drove down, probably just threw him out the fucking window or something. Good fertiliser. Now, this cunt, this cunt, Bonin, was so lucky. Two months after torturing and murdering that poor lad, he was again arrested for raping a 17-year-old. So at this point, you're done, son. You've got loads yeah, of previous. Yep, yeah, that's it. That might prop up, and you're then that's it, yeah. You're on parole. Yeah, you've got to be done now. Surely you've got to have a long smack, a long sentence on him now. This is, this yeah, is like definitely. the f- fourth time now. And it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's doing same, the same shit. Yeah, yeah, same shit. It's yeah. not, isn't, prison isn't stopping him from doing it. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be, because some fucking donor in the police station fucked up his papers after arrest, and he ended up getting released before he even went to court. What? Didn't the police think... What you know, did they do? What did it say? Or well, they just No, they just... Your papers say you need to be released. You're free to go. I mean, didn't they think that was odd considering why he was there and yeah. then looking at his previous... You'd, you'd go, wouldn't you? you look at it and go... You, it was rape, raping, wasn't it? You yeah. were here for, for a 17-year-old again. But the fourth account. Yeah. Fourth time. And it says free to, okay, free to go. You, you would question that, wouldn't you? you no matter think, what, officer. You would you'd, think. You'd question it. You'd go, you go... That can't be right. It's not an automated system. Which is yeah. 19... Some paper in late the paperwork. 70s, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's probably him. It's probably... <laughs> probably when they went out to have a fucking coffee, he probably got a stamp and went, release or something. I tell you what, it makes you wonder, though, doesn't it, whether he knew something. He had some shit on people inside, like, maybe officers inside. Maybe. Well, all, all it was a genuine mistake, but still, it's, it's a really fucking bad mistake. Well, Vernon Butts picked him up from prison and he told police after Bonin's final... It's convenient, his name, by the way. Yeah, I know it is, isn't it? Yeah. In the butts. He told police after it got done in 1980... Pardon me. That um, apparently Bonin said on the on the way home after leaving the police sta- uh, police um, cells, he said, "I'm I'm never going to get caught again. No one will ever testify against me." So essentially, what he's saying I'm is, "I'm going to kill everyone." Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. And they didn't read that. They didn't read that. They they just thought, "Oh, he's going to be a good man now. He's going to well, join Christ." Do you know what I mean? Now, what he means is he's going to rape and murder, so they can't they can't go. It was him. So he, he wasted absolutely no time. So he got out in March. By, <laughs> by August 1979, Bonin with Vernon Butts again, helping out. They snatched 17-year-old Mark Shelton. He was abducted close to his house. He was, he was walking to the, uh, so one person, to the movies. One person at the moment has been... Well, he's probably killed more, but one person is definitely has been accounted for but hasn't been caught yet for. Yes. And he's been in prison. Not in prison, he's sorry. He's been caught for raping someone else. Yes. In, in between that murder. Yes. So yes. he's probably shitting himself, thinking, "Oh shit, it's gonna catch me." And then I they go, "No, you're free to go." And he's I gone, don't what? think I don't think he shits himself at all, mate. Because no, he doesn't care. So this poor lad, Mark Shelton, he was bundled into the van around close to his hand. People heard him screaming, so that in, sort of in, sort of makes you think he was thrown in with force because yeah, there's two geezers. But if he's with Butts the Wizard, yeah, you know I mean I, Shazam. I, I kind of hope he's got full on like purple wizard gear. On. That'd be worse. <laughs> <In> <laughs> the That's van. the last thing you see. Yeah. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, What's we, happening to me? Um, wizards, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a, a potion name or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, whatever, he'd be like, Alakazam! Alakazam, and you're going to get raped. It was awful, though, this poor lad. He, he was badly beaten and raped, and he was raped with a pool cue as well. Mm. Uh, and it was so violent and damaging Sheldon's, to Sheldon's body, he actually died of shock in, in, the, in the back of the van. It was just too much. We just got yeah. It was just too much, and it. I mean, just I'm guessing it was stopped his heart or something. Such traumatic internal injuries from having that done to you. But he was his body was found dumped in a field in San Bernardino. Now the very next day, Bonnie and Butts went out hunting again. They spotted a 17-year-old German student called Marcus Grabs. Again, he was hitchhiking. They got him in the van on the pretense of a lift. Just want to come in, mate. We'll take you wherever you're going. And he was promptly tied up, driven to Bonnie's house. This is the next day. So, yeah, there's no shits given. It's not like, should we lay low for a bit? It's we're on a roll. Fuck it, let's carry on. We're on a roll, yeah. We're going to do this for a year Mm. or until we get caught. So inside the house, obviously, I think it's because they felt secure. Marcus Grabs was brutally raped and tortured for hours on end because they could afford to make him scream Mm. and keep him alive a lot longer. No one one can see him, so to speak, or hear him. If you're parked on like a side road off a motorway or whatever, you might get seen. Yeah, that's where they were doing this shit, down back roads. Someone could drive past. So, like, in a house. You know what I mean? You got four walls around you. When his body couldn't take any more, they stabbed him 77 times and dumped him in Malibu Creek, and his body was found the next day, severely mutilated. Mm. So these bodies are being found immediately. He's not trying to hide them. No, he's just dumping them where he can, isn't he? He's just fucking them out the back. 22, later, t- 22 days later... It's not It's not like he's going deep into a field to, to ditch them or whatever. He literally is just bomb, bombing them out the door, I'm guessing. He's picking up and going, yeah, that'll do. Quick See check. Yeah, yeah, no no cars there. That'll boom. That bush, bang. There C- you go. Carry them out, throw them in a fucking field. Yeah. Done. You know what I mean? On August the 27th, 22 days later, again with uh, Vernon Butts, they were cl- they're completely out of control at this point. I mean, they're, they're on a, a rampage. They abducted 15-year-old Donald Hayden. Again, he was tied up, beaten around the head, tortured and raped multiple times. He was stabbed in the neck, in the throat, and the old, uh, again, bit of genital stabbing, <clears throat> which is a common theme mm. amongst uh, uh, Bonin. It's just something he seemed to do. Um, they actually tried to rip his bollocks off before strangling him. They were partially detached, uh, not from a knife. Right, okay. Because it would have just cut him off. So they just... Just fucking pull. Yeah. And again, he was alive whilst all that happened to him because he died of strangulation. So all the injuries that had occurred occurred whilst he was alive. They weren't... Yeah, because yeah, they can tell, can't they, with that? With bruising and... Yeah, well, bleeding and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and bleeding and all that. And his body was found uh, the same day in a bin. Now, Bonin was obsessed with power and taking control over his victims because he liked to see the fear. He's a proper power-seeking killer. That goes back to him being a child. Yeah, I think maybe his power being taken away from him as a child and feeling like he couldn't do anything. Really, it's like in his the dad, isn't it? He probably watched his dad beating his mum and doing all sorts to his mum, and then obviously he's getting bashed left, right, and centre as well. It's just, it's just a recipe for rapey, murdery man. It's it's awful. Mm. So the police at this point are thinking, right, all these cases are linked. They're all very similar. They're happening in a very short scale of time. You know, the next day, mm-hmm. some bodies are being found, and they're all reasonably local. To to each other. Bonin killed further five times in 1979, which brought his yearly total up to nine bodies, eight in five months. I'll go through them. David Murillo, age 17, he was murdered on the September September the 9th, 1979. So if you pay attention to the dates, you'll see how close. Then you got Robert Wirostack, he was 16, he was murdered on 
September the 27th. Then there was an unidentified victim somewhere between the age of 14 and 20. He was murdered on November the 30th. Dennis Fox, age 17, murdered on December the 2nd. John Kilpatrick, age 15, murdered on December the 13th. All of them killings uh, were... So he's doing sort of like one a month and then two a month, one a month, two a month sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, Vernon Butts helped out on four of these. Bodies were being found with ice picks smashed up noses and into the ears, obviously inflicted whilst they were still alive because strangulation was the cause of death. Um, and to mix things up, during the murder of Dennis Fox, yeah. Bonin was helped by a, yet another accomplice, 19-year-old mm-hmm. James Monroe. So we've got a second accomplice now, yeah. Vernon Butts and, and James Monroe. He was a drifter. He worked with Bonin at the uh, dependable driveway truck company. <laughs> yeah, nice. I wonder if they got really cool like work tops to say dependable driveway. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, the yeah. Retro ones. <laughs> I think they had a sexual um Monroe and Bonin, I think they had a sexual relationship. Right. That's what it seems to be. Um and I think I think Monroe lived in his apartment too. Possibly Bonin was his landlord. It was a bit sketchy finding out them details. So if anybody knows or really wants, wants to, to dig look into, into yeah, yeah. let us know. Do you know what I mean? But, um Fox's body was found naked by the side of the Ortega Highway. Not hidden, just just dumped, dumped, yeah. You know what I mean? He was strangled with his own clothing, yet, and they also had rope fibres around his genitals. So they tied him up by his fucking balls. They like all this shit, don't they? Yeah. None of these people are hidden. So now there's three dudes. Well, you're saying, as a kid, he was like fondling, didn't they? With um, children's bits, didn't they? So uh, it's I've the same sort of thing, but just adults, so I can cut them off or something instead. He's, I think he's sort of replicating what happened to him, but... Mm taking it to the next level. So the police knew the rapid amount of dead bodies of these young boys turning up were the product of a homosexual serial killer because there were violent rapes in every single account. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be done by a female. It could be. But it seemed more likely that it was a man or a couple of men because, you know, spunk and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were finding that stuff out. Um, like we said, there's a f- there were a few c- um, serial killers on the freeways at this point in time operating in California. But this new batch of bodies weren't fitting with the previous patterns found because you know, Bonin's just sort of erupted onto the scene, yeah, so yeah. to speak. And many like, bodies found before Bonin started his his killings were like a lot of them were chopped up. Like Patrick Kearney, I think he was called the Bing Bad Killer, the Bing Bad Killer, and he chopped the bodies up and just fuck them in, in bags. So right. when you got ten of that happening, yeah, yeah, and that you think okay, well that's sort of very similar. Then you have got this happening, which is different, but it's on obviously murdering. And then you go, well, yeah. that's someone else. Yeah, yeah. Bonin was keeping newspaper cli- clippings of his of his crimes, as they always do, yeah. man. Do you know Why what I mean? Do, what is it's like it's they always do that, don't they? Yeah, narcissists. They're just like looking at what they've done. Yeah. So at this point, David Vicky, the lad who survived the uh, attack earlier, he mm-hmm. actually went to the police. And said, listen, I the bloke that did this to me could be the culprit. You know, and his claim was put in the pile of other claims. That yeah. Probably with the free-to-go pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just lost in the noise. You're I'm getting guessing. 10 years, mate. I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think his his um, his report was just lost in the noise of everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Because people coming forward. Special crime squads were set up and put on the case, but they were struggling. I mean, look, for, we take forensics for granted these days. Back then, it was totally different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was hard, hard. So as 1979 grew to a close and not wanting to waste any time, on the 1st of January, 1980, Bonin, flying solo this time, abducted and raped 16-year-old Michael McDonald, and he wasn't identified until the 24th of March because he was fucked up. Right, okay. He went to town on him, just mashing. And I, I mean, there's no point going into the details, but this extra brutality that 
this poor lad had to endure. It's interesting to note that that coincided with Bonin operating alone, not within the company. So I'm wondering whether he didn't have anyone to rein him in or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did he really let his inner demons out because there was no one around? Do you think as well, when he dumps the body and he drives off, you know, like when you, you go to the shops or something, you go, oh, shit, I forgot to get that. Do you reckon he goes, oh, shit, I forgot to do that to him, come back and like stick it like a, a needle in the eye and then yeah. drive off again? I've got a bash in an ice pick up oh, the neighbor. Bollocks, I, forgot, I forgot to hit him in the head seven times <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. I've got to go back and do that now. Well, they, probably. Why not? This is, Why not? This is mad as fuck anyway. Mm, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just fucking crazy. So this... There was a mountain body count at this point. Police covered it on the news. They held press conferences urging the members of the public to be vigilant. But because bodies have been turning up on the highways for years at this point, not Bonin, but other killers, the public mm. was sort of like, yeah, whatever. It sort of happens. So once again, we've got to introduce another fucktard here, literally. 18-year-old Gregory Miley. Now, Bonin knew him from parties he'd, att- he'd attended with Vernon Butts. So he used to go to these weird parties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. On these weird kind of drifter people. And it's, it's kind of like a bit of... Gr- it seems like grooming to me. He uses these parties to scope out, suss out, and pick up potential accomplices. Because mm-hmm. all of them came from these parties. So this lad, Gregory Miley, he was had an IQ of 56. So that's always helpful. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's... Well, I don't want to say it nastily, but a bit thick, yeah. so to speak. And he couldn't, he couldn't read or write. Yeah, yeah. So he's very, he can manipulate him very easily, I would imagine. Yeah. On the 3rd of February, 1980, Bonin, uh, Bonin and Miley went out with the intention of killing someone, obviously. Mm-hmm. They spied 15-year-old Charles Miranda, again, hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. They all follow the same method. Um, he's somebody that they picked on him because, obviously, he's young. He can't fight back. They're not picking on men. You know, no, they're picking no, yeah. on young lads here. Now, according to Gregory Miley, Bonin and Charles Miranda had consent- consensual sex in the back of the van. Right, okay. But he's 15. Yeah. So that's not that's consensual. No. Do you know what I mean? I suspect if that claim is true, that Miranda was probably just going along with it, recognising the situation he was Thinking, in. Thinking, oh shit, yeah, if I resist them, there could be more complications to this, yeah. Yeah, I'll best just go along and... Hope uh, that I get released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like that. If that's if that if any of these people, these deranged psychopaths, are to be believed, and it was consensual, I suspect that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when Bonin had finished raping him, he told Miley to um, to tie Charles Miranda up, and then he openly said, whilst he was tied up, that kid's gonna die now. He openly said it in Just front think, of him. Yeah. So jo- uh, Gregory Miley tried to rape Miranda, but couldn't get a hard on. Which is not really surprising. No, no. Especially when someone says, I'm going to murder him and you're going through all this shit as well. Yeah. So feeling embarrassed, as he told the police, he used several sharp objects, whatever is lying around in the back of the van. It doesn't really matter what he used, but if you consider that when they took his van in after his final murder and his arrest, they found coat hangers, screwdrivers, pool cues. There was beer bottles in there. I'm sure you can imagine mm. the kind of shit that's lying around in that van. They they stole $6 off Miranda before wrapping his T-shirt around his neck and strangling him via tourniquet. Standard, you know what I mean? Uh, but whilst they were doing this, Gregory Miley was repeatedly jumping up and down on his chest, like two-footed jumps on this lad's chest whilst Bonnie was... Strangling him. Yeah. Fuck. It's fucking outrageous, isn't it? What, what a horrific way to go. Imagine fading out of existence into the infinite black and that's the last thing that... Yeah. You're aware of actual where, where, hell. Where does it become um, um, not 
terrifying <laughs> when you're dying. I mean, there must be. A, I reckon there's a point where your body just goes, mm, just ignoring oh, everything no it, as it's concentrating on dying. Second like, before the end. Do you know what I mean? When does that become not a problem because you you know that's it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you do hear things like that where people, maybe not in necessarily in something as intense not, as that, they not, go, okay, this yeah, is how I die. Yeah, this, it's not giving up. It's like, it. it's like the body's on shutdown. So when does seeing that t- horrific thing and you know that someone's strangling you become not existent in your mind while you're still alive and you just, just yeah. go, hmm, and just die? <sighs> Shocking, isn't it? His body was dumped in a back alley on East 2nd Street in Los Angeles in the middle of fucking LA, just dumped on fucking... No one cared. But after that killing... They weren't finished. Within 30 minutes, Bonin said that he was uh, he was horny and wanted to go again. Fucking 30 up. minutes later, so they did. They spotted 12-year-old uh, James McCabe who was trying to get to Disneyland. Everyone's just fucking hitchhiking to fuck, aren't they, everywhere? Trying to get to Disneyland, man. They sniped a kid who was trying to go to fucking Mickey World. Do you know what I mean? Don't you take your kids to Disneyland when, when they're dying from something? Well, but not before. You don't kill them before. <laughs> I go to Disneyland. Oh, how long you got left? Yeah. <laughs> how long? Two months. So We're going tomorrow for three days. Oh, dear, mate. <laughs> yeah. Not long. This week, then. <laughs> he got in the van thinking he was getting a lift. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, Miley apparently drove around town for a few hours whilst Bonin repeatedly raped this poor lad in the back of the van. Mm. They could hear him screaming and crying. Now, this is really creepy. Between the rapes, Bonin forced James McCabe to sleep in his arms. That's terrifying. That is fucking Go to sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep. Pretend you're asleep. Uh, then I'll rape you again. Jesus Christ. I've got sleep monitors. I need you to actually be asleep. You've got your eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, shaking yeah, 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 on yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. rapist's chest. You know what I mean? Miley said he, he drove around for hours. He eventually parked up and joined in with the uh, with the raping. They crushed his throat with a crowbar just for the crack of it and then strangled him with a t-shirt and dumped his body in a bin. They stole the $6 off him and bought lunch with it. They went out and had themselves a nice little romantic dinner with the sink or a couple of Macos or whatever, you know what I mean? I want to know what they got for $6. Probably 50,000 Big Macs back I suppose then. suppose in the 70s, yeah. They did the double in a day. Do yeah. you know what I mean? There's no, no stopping it now. It's just on the rampage, isn't it? This is it. This is it. Um, the day after, mate, get this. The day after, on the 4th of Feb, Bonin was arrested again for violating his parole conditions and he was locked up until the 4th of March. So he was in prison for a, for a month, month, the day after doing the double, right? And he they they let him go a month later on the 4th of March, free to go. I bet you that kind of... Did the police find the bodies quickly, do we know? Or? Well, they they do find them pretty much because he's not hiding them, he's just dumping it. But they no. didn't notice that there was a drop yeah, in yeah. bodies. And people were not dying in that month. When he was in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on with it. It could be a two or three part easily, but we're not going to. So what we're going to do is we're going to move forward to the closing section where Bonin met a 15-year-old lad called Billy Pugh, or Pooh, depending on how you want to uh, announce it, pronounce it. P-U-G-H. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is in March 1980. Bonin was at a party, one of them crazy fucking murderer party things that we were talking about before, mm. and Billy Pugh was there. And he left early. He's like, I'm, go- I'm 15. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to school or whatever the next He's, day. He sounds like a young football starlet, Billy Pugh. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Or yeah. or, uh, left winger. Or ballet dancer. Yeah. Left winger, I see him as. Anyway. So he's walking home. Uh, Bonin saw him leave. I thought, fuck it. You. Pulled over. Said, do you want a lift? He jumped in. Why not? Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the bloke at the party. No need to be, to be scared. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. He doesn't seem nuts. Straight, straight away, Bonin said, uh, do, you, uh, do you want to have sex, mate? And he was like, uh, 
what the fuck? I'm, I'm 15. 15. No, yeah, yeah, just both figured we should have both said it. I'm 15. No. Apparently he said nothing. Bonin then dragged him into the back of the van and told him that he liked to abduct, rape and murder young hitchhikers just for fun on Saturday nights and weekends or whenever he had this free time to do it. He even described how he'd strangled them via like tourniquet mm. uh, and, and uh, like, with their own clothes. Told him what he did. And this obviously put uh, Billy Pugh on edge and he'd be like, what the fuck, man? Am I going to have to fight for my life? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the back of a van with a bloke telling me he liked killing people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bonin told him that he was in no danger. He said, listen, son, I'm not going to do anything. Too many, too many people have seen me and you at that party. If you go... Ill raised to attack. You know I'll tell mean? you what he should have done. Maybe not picked up Billy Pugh and just gone for someone who wasn't at the party. I'm just saying this, you know. There was an ulterior a, motive. Okay. There was okay. an ulterior motive. He dropped him home without any physical violence, nothing at all. So it's very, very strange. So Bonin liked to brag about what he did. He couldn't help tell so ba- people. Basically, he abducted this, said, do you want to have sex? And he went, no. And he went, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I like killing people, by the way, on Saturdays. And strangling with the t-shirts. I'm gonna tell you how I do it. Um, it's it's like a Bond movie, isn't it? You know when the yeah. when, when he's telling Bond when he's about to get his like balls lasered off by something, and then he breaks free and goes, "Oh, I know his plan," and he gets him. It's like that, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. And then he dropped him home. And he dropped him home, and that was it. Yeah, because he liked to brag. Like these accomplices, I think. I think, in my opinion, are people that he told. He, he knew he could tell due to their limited mental capacity mm. or their peculiar personalities. He could get on board, you know what I mean? But if any of these people like Vernon Butts, Gregory Miley or James Monroe, if they back out of anything, they would have probably been dispatched surplus to requirements. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And now Billy Pugh is in the same boat. It's like a recruitment. He's told him all this shit. To see if he, yeah. So Bonin thought he knew how to spot a winning accomplice picking on impressionable yeah, people yeah. that's essentially what he did basically so a week later on March the 24th 1980 despite being terrified Pugh ventured out with Bonin on a on a murder hunt he actually went with him right so he can't be he told police he thought it was could be exciting it's going to be fun probably coerced <laughs> and threatened I think so yeah yeah I think so so they spotted a 15 year old homeless runaway called Harry Todd now they offered this Obviously, desperate lad. He's got fuck all. They're offering $20 for sex. That's easy money, isn't it? So he agrees and gets in the van. Bad move, as yeah. we know. This time, after tying him up, Bonin started biting him over and over and over mm. and over. Not like nibbles. This is a psychopathic murderer. Yeah, he's yeah. taking chunks yeah, out yeah, of he's it. He's literally like, eating it like you'd eat a steak. Yeah, he's fucking like a dog bite. Now, I don't know whether he'd done this because he'd got Billy Pugh in, a new accomplice. Is he trying to show off? Is he testing him? Do you know what I mean? It's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because it's Billy Pugh. Did, did he start realising what's happening? Did well, he say anything about that? Or? Well, whilst raping Harry Todd, uh, Bonin told Billy Pugh to hit him with a tire iron, basically a crowbar. He said, just start smacking him. Just beat the fuck out of him. So he did for several minutes. He battered him around the head and the body. He fractured Harry Todd's skull in nine places. Harry Todd is the same age as Billy Pugh. Right, okay. It's not like a young kid. Billy Pugh is 15, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? They ripped his cock and balls apart before strangling him and dumping him outside the back door of a restaurant. They really fucked him up. Now, Pugh and Bonin wouldn't meet for a year. That was his sort of only encounter. Right, okay. It's very important because Bonin was still active, occasionally with Vernon Butts, forcing victims to drink acid, as we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. Bodies were being found with ice picks sticking out of their head, mutilated. The police put up a $50,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the killer, and they were frantic and getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, as with many cases that we've covered before, it's blind luck 
that get these people yeah, arrested because yeah. he's been in and out of fucking police custody all his life. Yeah, yeah, and he so got away with it. Yeah, just it's just there, and everyone seems to think it's okay, and yeah. like it's not not him when clearly it is. So on the 20th, 29th of May, nineteen eighty, Billy Pugh got arrested for nicking cars. And whilst in custody, he overheard police talking about how the freeway killer operated. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hmm. That sounds very similar. Like, he recognises similarities between what the officer has discussed, what Bonin had actually told him he liked doing, yeah. and also what he'd participated in. Mm-hmm. And he he opened up and told the police, you know, I think it's this bloke. Um, they, they're they going to know when they arrest Bonin at some point that Billy Pugh is involved. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I better speak up now because it'll probably just look favourably in court. And I'm already done for nicking cars. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting out. This might be... I can play this card... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Get out of jail free yeah, card. Tr- yeah, it might, it might help him, but it didn't, I'm guessing. Well, it did to a certain degree. It actually did compared to the others. Yeah, yeah. The other accomplices. He was looked on more favourably by the judge. Because, yeah, okay. But the police, obviously, hearing this information, searched Bonin's record, and they were like, fuck me. If he's not the killer, we need to go and arrest him anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they were like, how many <laughs> yeah, times have we fucking yeah, seen him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put him under surveillance on the 2nd of June, 1980. Now, Bonroe and... Um, Bonroe. Bonin. Bonroe. Bonin. <laughs> Bonin and James uh, Monroe actually killed 18-year-old Stephen Wells the same day in the morning that the police put them under surveillance. Um, they paid him 200 quid to get in and obviously they did what the fuck they wanted. They took him to his apartment, I think. Unfortunately, the surveillance, the police surveillance started in the evening. So they missed it. So they missed that killing, yeah. So the day they put him under, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's done it. So they didn't have to wait long. On the 11th of June, police who were monitoring of tracking his movements they observed Bonin driving around town talking to loads of different lads trying to get them into his van and eventually police saw 17 year old Harold Tate get into the van and Bonin drove off yeah. now they know this this is potentially yeah, this the is it. yeah this could be it. Yeah. so undercover police followed the uh, the van and it went up down like a deserted back road they stayed at a distance the van parked up and they just left it be for 10 minutes or so Mm. Plainclothes police officers got out and approached the vehicle. So they looked like people walking. Yeah, yeah. And they just got really close and they started to hear like muffled screaming and crying coming from inside the van. So they were like, fuck it, we're going in. Yeah. yeah. Busted open the door and literally caught him red handed. He was actually raping Harold Todd when um, when they bust in. He was right. bound and like gagged and handcuffed and doing it. You know what I mean? That's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done, son. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this is it. You, no, you can't. You're not going to go. You're never going to believe this. Yeah. <laughs> he actually went quiet. It's not what it looks like. He, d- he, d- <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. protest. No. I mean, as you, I mean, well, you, you can't, can't, can't really. Can you? No. Um, they said that the van's interior was covered in blood from pre. You know, th- yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, "What the fuck?" It was yeah, like yeah. walking into a, a murder scene from room. Hostel. Yeah. yeah, some sort of butcher's fucking wagon or something. A portable hostel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Um, after several days of. I wouldn't say questioning, but interviewing. They were like, gently, let, let's just let him talk because we know he's done it. He, yeah, he yeah. ended up confessing um, to abducting and raping and killing at least 21 different young yeah, yeah, men yeah. at this point, And he had zero remorse. The Think police that. actually said like, he said, I'd still be killing. If you hadn't have stopped me, I'd be out there now. I can't stop it. It's like, a, it got easier each time. He said, yeah, yeah. They said he was highly embarrassed about the murders, but not upset. He was just he just regretted getting caught. He's like, "Fuck's sakes!" Yeah, I got oh, caught. Yeah, Jesus. You know what I mean? I'm fucking caught <laughs> again. Yeah, again. But this time they're not releasing me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I bet there was a glimmer of hope. 
But he had probably thought, oh, they're going to put put release on my fall. He'd be like, oh, wicked. He was forensic, yeah, maybe. It could have happened. <laughs> he was forensically linked to a lot of the victims via hair and blood samples because they were okay. like taking this shit off the bodies and yeah, yeah. finding them. They couldn't like do the shit that we can do these days, but they can they can match it. Yeah. Uh, he was tried for 16 accounts of murder, which unfortunately there wasn't enough evidence for the additional five because he admitted to 21 mm-hmm. um, and also 11 counts of robbery. And on the 5th of January 1982, after obviously a short trial, he was found guilty. And uh, two weeks after being found guilty, he was sentenced to death. They were Good. like, this motherfucker's got to go. On the 11th of January 1981, whilst awaiting trial, after hearing that Bonin had been executed, Vernon Butts was found in his prison cell, hanging via a towel. Right, okay. Now, there is speculation that that could have been, uh, it might have been helped. Okay. Let's just say that. Yeah. Foul play has not been ruled out. Yeah, yeah. But with someone like that, I don't think they're going to... Yeah. It's bad that someone's done it, but it's done to someone who probably deserves yeah. it. <laughs> Greg, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Greg Miley, he was sent to, to 25 years, and James Monroe was sentenced to 15 years. Now, Billy Pugh, the fella, the young lad who ratted on Bonin, he was sentenced to 15 years for involuntary manslaughter, which... I think mm. that's their way of saying, okay, we've got to do you for something. Yeah, because you were there and you'd done it. But you brought you caved this shit his head down. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit him with a bar. Yeah, yeah. You were hit, caving his head in with a with a fucking tire iron and a. Yeah, and yeah. So, so, so Bonin was executed on the twenty third of February nineteen ninety six after sixteen years of being incarcerated, and he was the first person in California in history to be executed by lethal injection. All right, okay. Seems a bit of an easy way out, doesn't it? Don't know. It might have been like full of hydrochloric acid or something. <laughs> yeah, just That's do what it I wrong. do. David McVicky, the lad who survived one of his attacks and went to the police, saying, "I think it's him." He was actually present at the at the execution mm-hmm. and watched it. As were a lot of victims' family members. Yeah, yeah, they did like that don't they, in America. Like, yeah, you can watch him die if you want. Well, that's well. Interestingly, um, Lily, we mentioned something in the podcast last week about like people being executed and pissing them shitting themselves mm. because obviously your bodily functions your muscles just relax when you're dead yeah, yeah. shit just falls out of you Lily said that they um, shove wads up your ass and bang things down the end of the old uh, down the old helmet to, to stop that from happening to make the clean up easier because cool. I've got Danny my notes there wads up ass and dick hole Lily <laughs> <laughs> Good notage. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So his last meal was two large pepperoni and sausage pizzas, three pints of coffee ice cream, three six packs of regular Coca Cola. <laughs> fuck me. What the fuck? You might as well go for it, innit? Yeah, yeah. His last words were I feel the death penalty is not an answer to the problems at hand. I feel it sends the wrong message to the youth of the country. Young people act as they see other people acting instead of people telling them to act. I would suggest that when a person thinks about doing anything seriously against the law, before they do it, they should go to a quiet place and think, is it actually necessary? It's quite wise. It's quite wise, though. It's yeah, it someone who's a, a <laughs> fucking a complete nutcase. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Oh, it's like he's gone, oh, I've been caught. Oh, I've been given the death sentence. Yeah, it's just oh. a fucking monk, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's old man Bonnie. There's Bonnie. loads in that I didn't cover. Yeah, there's the, well, if if you've done forty plus murders and there's going to be more, I mean, you can't go through all that in one episode. It's impossible. It's just there's just so much. You'd just be reading the names of people out for two hours. I just loved it, didn't I? You just craved it, and then once it just more got moreish for him, didn't it? He just yeah. carried on doing it day after day. He just do- indulged in his ultimate in an ultimate taboo, something that 
he knew was wrong. Do you reckon he knew he was going to get caught and he just fucking done it anyway? Or? I don't think he cares about death. So he, I think he was quite confident that he wasn't going to get executed. Oh, right. Because okay. they'd put um, California had uh, paused the death, the capital punishment right. in the years previous. There was something about that that I didn't bother researching too much. So at the time he was doing it, there was, was no good death. Ch- yeah, yeah, but they reinstated it just before he got caught. He was oh, fuck. Yeah, good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So That's he thought he was going to get away with it, in other words. Probably. So he thought well, the, the, the most which will happen is I'll go to prison. And I, he clearly likes it in prison anyway. And they'll let me out after about a week because yeah. I've done it. Or <laughs> just, they'll just release me anyway. Yeah, I've got, I, I got, done for, I got sent down for a year. Get to go to court. I got, yeah, I got sent down for a year for raping children. What's murder on top of that? Another year. I'll be out in two. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's Bonin. Bonin, the nutter. Yeah. Um, I think it's about time that I go and stand outside in this glorious heat yeah. that we're getting bathed in on this bank holiday weekend. Which is very rare because it usually hammers it down, doesn't yeah. it? So yeah. you fuckers listening to this are keeping me and Rob inside. Yeah. You should be outside drinking now. Yeah. Well, I'll probably be doing that as soon as I get back. Yeah, I will be as well. <laughs> Got to get back? Not getting back. I'll just You're be doing it there. soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're already there, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, if you want to contact us, just do it on the social medias. Google Robots for Eyes. It'll come up with everything. Um, if you want to give us money on Patreon, <laughs> you can. Um, all it, the money does really is help us uh, promote and um, um, new gear for us. Really, we, yeah. we haven't took anything out of it profit-wise. Just makes, well, of course not. It we just makes the show better for yeah. you. That's it. That's all it's for. So uh, the more you give, the better equipment we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, right, by then. the way, do you know we we have Lamborghinis? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. part of the um, RFE Lambos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're matchbox ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. Enjoy your weekend. And have some fun and think about murdering. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. See you later.